Welcome to this series from Resurrection Life Church in Granville, Michigan. We've got Marilyn Hickey here. Now, Jeannie and I, she, she has been a mentor to us for 42 years, and we just so appreciate her ministry. Um, she's going to be 85 in a couple of months, and when I grow up, I'm going to be just like Marilyn. She's just amazing. But, uh, you know, we worship God, but we give honor where honor is due. And I want to ask you to stand and give Marilyn a warm welcome as we honor her for being here, for all God's used her to do. Marilyn, thank you. God bless. Thank you. Thank you. You can be seated. It's a great delight for me to be here. It's like coming home. <laughs> you know, I love what God does here. I love what you're doing around the world. I love the vision of your pastor. You are blessed to be in this church. You really, really are. And let me tell you, I don't say that lightly because I go to a lot of churches in the States and of course I do so much international, but this is one of the most outstanding churches that I go to. So put your hand on your heart and say, I'm really blessed to be in this church. And really the anointing on the head comes on the body. So put your hand on your head, say the anointing of my pastor comes on me. Amen, amen. And that's so important, really important. Now this morning, I want to minister something that will change your life forever. And God wants us to be successful, is that true? And I believe he has great plans for us, but how do you move out in that success? And I have found praying the promises takes care of a lot of things. Amen? And you can pray a lot of problems, but you don't get answers. But if you pray the promise that goes with the problem, you get the provision. Isn't that cool? Everybody say cool. <laughs> and so this morning I want to share that with you. But remember... I like to do this every morning. This is the first thing I do. I make a cup of coffee and I speak promises because promises will take care of my problems for the day. Amen? And it gets me thinking the right direction. So I have a promise book that is free. Everybody say free. We like free things, right? And all you have to do is fill out a card. But what I'm sharing this morning, I have seen work, and bring success in my life. Now, folks, prayer is key. And sometimes we get weary in praying, and sometimes we just kind of get out of sync. But we need to have, I believe, prayer patterns. Everybody say prayer patterns. And so God put it on my heart from hanging around Dr. Young Yi Cho you know, he's that pitiful little church over there of 800,000. Pitiful, isn't it? And so his big thing, he would tell you, the theme of his life is pray and obey. Everybody say pray and obey. And so I have actually taken hold of his prayer pattern and used it and seen such success. It is amazing. And that's what I want to share with you this morning. So stand up. I'm going to pray over you because I don't want you to go to sleep. I don't want you to just think lunch. Okay? So put your hand on your head. Say, Father, 
give me hearing ears and seeing eyes. You have a key for my success in every area of my life. This morning, I want to receive that in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. You can be seated. Now, this is the prayer pattern, as I said, I have used, but I put a, together a study guide on it. It's called the Tabernacle Prayer. Now, you know, you think Tabernacle, oh, that's Old Testament, that's kind of dull, but you know, there are 40 chapters on the Tabernacle in the Bible. And every piece of furniture, and there are seven pieces of furniture, is taken from the book of Revelation because the tabernacle was patterned after the heavenly pattern. Everybody say, heavenly pattern. Now put your hand on your heart. Say, this morning, I'm receiving a heavenly pattern of prayer. All right, so let's look at that and let's see it get activated in your own life. So I need seven people who are gonna come and stand with me for this time. So uh, those seven I think you've prearranged. Where are they? Come up quickly, quickly, quickly. And let me tell you, if you can see what I teach, you can hear it and see it, it has a better, what can I say, better opportunity of really getting hold of you because I don't want to just give you something you say, well, that was nice, that was inspirational. I want to give you something that changes your life. Amen? So look at someone beside you. Say, honey, you better listen. This is going to change your life. Amen. So I'm going to ask these, if you will come and stand, if you would come and stand right here, and if you'll stand right behind him, and if you will stand right here and face this that's good, and if you'll face her, no, I need you to face her. That's good, we're gonna kinda make a square. And if you will stand right here behind his, her back, and then the two of you behind each, no, behind him, and behind, oh, let's put you the reverse. Okay, I think this is better. Well, maybe I should put you here, <laughs> and put you here. Okay, thank you. Now this morning, when you, Look, and it's almost afternoon, isn't it? When you really look at the tabernacle, you see God's purpose when he set up the tabernacle was so his presence could be among the people. And that was very, very key. And so he had them camp around that tabernacle. Why? Because he wanted his presence to be among his people. And it's a very unique situation because if you look at the tabernacle, and the encampment of it, the tabernacle was always the center of it because God wants to be the center of everything. Amen? He wants to be the center of your marriage. He wants to be the center of your career. He wants to be the center of your children. Thank God I have grandchildren. He wants to be the center of your grandchildren. He wants to be in the midst. But they had three tribes who camped to the north, three tribes who camped to the south, three to the east, three to the west, and if you remember, they hired Balaam to curse it, but he never could curse it. And so, you know, he would look at it and he'd prophesy blessings. And if you remember that king said, okay, come on another direction. He got him on four different hills, looking at four different ways at it, and he only blessed them. Why? 
Because you can't curse the cross. You can only be blessed in the cross. Amen. And so when I see the tabernacle, I see the blessings of the cross. How many of you want to be blessed this morning? And so we know we learn how to pray the blessings of the cross. So if you look at the first piece of furniture, it's very large because they put a high white linen wall around it and they only had one door. And so they could only go in through that one door. Now, there is one way into the presence of God and Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life. And he said, I am the door. So when they came to the entrance, they saw this huge piece of furniture and it was made of brass. Now brass is always the metal that it has to do with judgment. So when we come to Jesus, let me tell you, he takes the judgment of our sin. But also, you know, when you begin to pray and I pray in the morning, I think, Lord, is there anything I need to just repent of and get free of or is there junk in my life? I just wanted to slap somebody yesterday, but I'm sorry. You know what I'm saying? And so you come through the blood because this great big brazen altar, they brought an animal of some kind to sacrifice in their place that the blood would be shed. But we have the blood of Jesus. Say, I have the blood of Jesus. Now, I love this in Ephesians 2. It says, his blood speaks of better things. So the blood of Jesus has a voice. Put your hand on your heart again. Say, the blood of Jesus has a voice. And so that blood, we come in, we repent of anything, we take the cleansing of the blood of Jesus, and that's wonderful. And this was all on the outside. You know, just the sunlight was what was here. And then there was another piece of furniture called the brazen laver. Now again, brass has to do with judgment. And there are two cleansing agents in the scripture. One is the blood, everybody say the blood. And one is the word, right? Everybody say the washing of the water of the word. Do you ever read the Bible and it slapped you sideways? You thought, oh my goodness, do I have to have a different attitude? I want to kick the dog today. But, you know, and this is a scripture I literally say every day. It's Titus 3.2, to speak evil of no one, to be patient and gentle and show all humility to all men. Now, do you think I always feel that way? No. But it says to speak evil of no one. So I let that scripture wash me. Now, the unique thing about the laver, oh, I love this, it was made from the mirrors of the Hebrew women. So they donated their mirrors. And that laver, you know, had water. And so after the priest, you know, had offered the sacrifice, he would wash his hands, wash his feet, look in and see his face before he went into the holy place. Now, I believe that outer court is your body. So put your hand on your heart. Say, my body belongs to God. Now, let me talk to you about health. I believe in healing, no question. But I believe health is better. So here I am, 85. I'm having my biggest meetings in my 80s. You know, you say, well, that shouldn't be. Don't tell me that. That's too late. 
Jehovah Rapha means the Lord our health. So point to your body, say my body is to be healthy till Jesus takes me home. Amen. And so we see our body was created to be healthy. And you say, well, I, I don't think, I think as you get older, you just go downhill. Well, you can keep thinking that, but that's not what happened to Moses. And he got the revelation of Jehovah Rapha, and honey, he lived to 120. I don't know I want to live that long, but I'm just saying to you, he is for your body. So just stand up. I want to pray for your health. Put your hand on your body. Say, Father, as my days are, so shall my strength be. I have Jehovah Rapha, the Lord my health, in my body, in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. And so we believe in that. We believe we're to have a healthy body. Our five senses are to be strong to the very end. Now, but when we go into the holy place, it's all gold furniture. And it has three parts. So we have the brazen altar. We have the brazen laver. But in here, and if you would put your arms up like you're a candlestick. Yeah. In here... We have everything, it's all covered. Everything is gold in here. And this has to do with your soul. And that's very important. What's in my soul? What's in your soul? My mind, my emotions, and my will. So put your hand on your heart again. You say, I'm going to wear my heart out. No, you're not. <laughs> say, in my soul, in my soul. Is, my is my mind, my emotions, my emotions. and my will. So inside every one of us here, there is a, a mind, there are emotions, and there are a will. And that's the golden part of us. And so in there, we see they had this beautiful candlestick, okay? And so what was the light in here? It was the candlestick. What is the light in your soul? Now, the light for our physical body, we know, is the sunlight and electric lights and so on. But in your soul, it is your mind. So point to your brain. Say, I need brain rain. <laughs> because, and this is what I believe you have as a Christian this morning. How many of you are Christians? You have the mind of Christ. So every morning when I get up, I say, and I'll tell you what I say. Good morning, Father. Good morning, Jesus. Good morning, Holy Spirit. This is your beloved Marilyn. You say, well, that's so arrogant. No, it's not. 42 times in the New Testament, it calls you beloved. So let's just practice a little bit. Say, good afternoon, Father. Good afternoon, Jesus. Good afternoon, Holy Spirit. This is your beloved, Marilyn. Amen. Totally scriptural. So I have the mind of Christ, which says, I'm his beloved. And that's the light in my soul. But then there's another piece of furniture, and I go into great depth here, and I really encourage you to get the study guide with, and it comes with the DVD, because if you can see it and hear it, and I have the prayer in the very back too that you can practice it, that's 
Practicing the prayer of promises is what's going to bring success in your life. Is that true? Is that true? Look at someone on your right. Say, honey, you want to be a success? Learn how to pray better. Okay. So you really, really need to get this whole set because you'll love it. And I go into a lot of detail that I couldn't hear. But then there's something else in your soul, and it's very important. It is your emotions. And that's the table of shoebread. So if you'd be the table for me, put out your hands like, yeah, that's, you're a good table. Okay. <laughs> so here we have 12 loaves of bread, and they're called the faces, the bread of faces, because the face of every tribe was before the Father. He looked at them and looked at their need. And when you study those tribes, they're so interesting how he had allotted land for them every place. But God sees all the things we face. And we face a lot of things. And this is where your emotions can really get in trouble. Amen? Because we have feelings. And I know there are times when I thought, God, I don't want these feelings. You know, take away these feelings. But folks, we still have them. And so we want him to be in charge of our emotions. Now, I'm going to tell you an experience I had in another country. Uh, and I love to go to countries. And this was in Africa. And I was in a country called Eritrea or Eritrea. It's a small country by Ethiopia. And so we were having a big healing meeting. We had a tent. We could seat 5,000 people. But the people who were kind of our committee said to me, now, you can invite people to be saved, but you can't pray for the sick. They said it offends the Muslims. I said, I've never found it offended the Muslims. They said, well, we don't want you to do it here. Don't pray for the sick. Now, I'm going to tell you how my emotions felt. I thought, I'm paying for this meeting. If I want to pray for the sick, I'll pray for the sick. So sit down and shut up. <laughs> emotions. But the Lord said to me, cool down. And I thought, I don't want to be cool. I want to be mean. But I said to them, and I feel God gave this to me, and he'll help you with the things you face in your emotions. He said to me, ask them just to experience it one night. So I said, could I just pray for the sick one night? They said, okay, one night. So I said to the Lord when I got up, you better show up and show off. It's your name, not my name. And so the Lord gave me a word and said, pray for people who have problems with their hands. And so I asked people to stand up and pray. Maybe a hundred people stood up, I don't know. And all at once, this man comes from the back of the tent, running up on the platform, a tall African man, and he's going like this. Well, the whole place is going bananas. They're going, la, 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 la. And I think, what is going on? So I said to the man who was in charge of the meeting, I said, what's going on? He said, that man is our number one hero. He was shot in the hand. His hand was frozen closed, and Jesus has opened it. You need to pray for the sick every night. <laughs> and surrendering your emotions. So stand up, because I think everybody has kind of a crisis with this, son. So put your hand on your heart again. Say, Father, help me to surrender my emotions in a daily way.
I believe. You see my face and everything I'm facing. And you help me and you give me wisdom. Amen. Amen. You can be seated. Now, that's interesting because there's a third piece of furniture, and it's your will. Surrendering our will, that's a big deal. Amen? And so, you know, there are things I want to do. I just think, really, God, I don't want to hear from you. I just want to do this. But to surrender and say, okay, for this day, I'm just praying, and my will is your will. And let your will be done. So I'm going to share a big thing that I did. Let's see, this would have been uh, almost three years ago. My husband passed away, and he left his retirement to me. So the Lord said to me one day, I want you to give his retirement into the kingdom. I thought, that's not God. That's the devil talking to me. And so I kind of quarreled with him, and he kept saying it. So I went to my children, Sarah and Reese, and they said, that's not God. We don't, we don't want you living in our basement. But I did it. I gave his retirement away. And let me tell you, when I surrendered my will to that, God opened the nation of Iran to me. And that is a big miracle. And that's when it opened, was after that. I've been there twice, getting ready to go again. Hallelujah. You know, and people say, you can't do that. But I love this about God. He thinks you can do anything. So stand up. I'm going to pray for you this morning. Put your hand on your heart again. You won't wear it out. Say, Father. I know I can do anything. Jesus in me can do all things. I surrender my will to Jesus Christ. Amen. Hallelujah. Woo! That opens the door for big things. So what is that? That's that golden altar of incense. That's a prayer place of prayer. Everybody say prayer. You say, well, I don't know how to pray. Well, you'll know how to pray after this. And you're going to get the study guide and everything so that you pray it and do it. It's not just hearing, it's hearing and doing. Right? Say it with me. Hearing and doing. Okay. So I surrender my will to him. And sometimes I have to do that a whole lot. I want these people right here to stand up. I have a scripture for you. All of this section, all the way to the back. Don't be sneaky, I'm looking. All the way to the back. Stand up if you're on the back row. This is what God gives me. This is his word. Hebrews 5.14 says, Strong meat belongs to them who by reason of use have their senses exercised to discern between good and evil. Your problems have been an exercise, and it has taught you to discern how to make good decisions and stay away from bad ones. Hebrews 5.14. Put your hand on your heart. Say, I can't forget. He's given me. Hebrews 5.14. 
Strong meat of the word is coming my way. Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. Yes. Yes, yes. Now, I know what people think in the balcony. Well, how come she didn't give us a scripture? Well, you know, you have a Bible, and it's full of promises. Ooh, is that getting a little ugly? <laughs> right. We can all claim promises, right? So now I'm going into the Holy of Holies, and everything in there is gold. Now I have the lampstand for light in my soul, but I have a spirit, and you have a spirit. Because he made a spirit, soul, and body. What is the spirit for? To hear his voice. Because he is a spirit. And he talks to us in our spirit. Amen? So it's important that we learn to listen in our spirit. Now, let me tell you something. Asian people do this a lot better than Americans. Americans are so soulish because you have to sit still and listen. And sometimes you're in a situation you don't know what to do and you have to stop and listen instead of just, oh, having a panic party. You don't want to have a panic party. You want to listen, learn to listen in your spirit. Now, that's not always easy for me. But if I just stop... Okay, Lord, tell me. You know, he'll give you something, learning to listen in your spirit. Now, this will sound very carnal to you. But when I got married, you know, I was saved, spirit-filled. My husband didn't like my cooking. Mm. And it bothered me. I, I really wanted to slap him a little. You know, I'd try real hard on a meal. And he'd say, it was not like my mother's. I thought, well, I'm not your mother. I'm your wife. And so the Lord spoke to me one day. Now, I know you think this is really carnal, but this is what he said to me, mashed potatoes and gravy. And so that's what I started fixing, mashed potatoes and gravy. And he loved my cooking. It was just like his mother's. How do you handle children? Sometimes I notice, and I have a date with each of my grandchildren, hopefully once a month. But each one is so different. So learning how to listen. Now, Isabel, she's the oldest. She's 15. You know, she just likes anything. Because I'll say to her, Isabel, what would you like to do? I don't care, Mimi. I just want to be with you. But the other two are boys. And so I listen to what they want to do. And so the middle one, who is 14, he said to me, Mimi, I want to go out to a meal with you and just talk to you. So learning to listen to what he says and not what I want to say. And so being sensitive. Can God help us to listen with our spirit? Can he? And what is the light in the Holy of Holies? It's his presence. Amen? And I've noticed when I'll just stop to listen his presence will lighten me up for what I need. So I just feel we should stand again. Are you okay with that? Now, don't ask your pastor. Don't let her come back because she's too exercising. Okay, so we're going to surrender our spirit to him. Say, Father, 
I want to listen to you. I want to learn to listen in my spirit because there's light in my spirit. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. And you prayed it. Now, in here also, I tell you something else about what's in the Holy of Holies. And the Holy of Holies, everything is gold, but it's two pieces of furniture, and they kind of look like one. And so there's the mercy seat. Say mercy seat. Mercy seat. And then there's the Ark of the Covenant. Ark of the Covenant. And so on the mercy seat, we see these two beautiful cherubim, and they would put the blood on the mercy seat. But it was from the mercy seats that God would speak to them, from the mercy seat. So even when God deals with junk in your life, he's merciful. Is that true? He's not trying to put you down. He's trying to pick you up. And so we learn how he sits on the mercy seat, not to hurt us. And remember how Samuel, he could hear God speak because he slept near the ark. Amen. And David learned to hear from the mercy seat. And so that's very wonderful that we have the mercy seat. So when I come to him, even my correction, my direction is merciful. So put your hand on your heart and say, I won't forget. He's merciful. But then the Ark of the Covenant, which is so gorgeous, you know, so beautiful. And it's of gold, but inside there are three things. And inside the Ark of the Covenant are the Ten Commandments. Now, Jesus kept those for you, thank God. Amen? And he gave you his grace through his blood, right? So Jesus took care of that. He kept the covenant for you, for me. Balcony, I want to give you a scripture. See that little balcony right there? Romans 8, 28. He's working all things for good to those that love him or are called according to his purpose. Stay in his purpose and you will see his good. Amen. Now, let's just think about this for a moment. What else is in there? The golden pot of manna. Oh my goodness. Isn't that amazing that God will meet your need? That showed them for 40 years they didn't pay a grocery bill. We'd be very rich, especially now. Groceries have really gone up. But he told us he would meet our needs according to his riches in glory. Your pastor told you about sowing and the fruit to expect from it. So it's important for us to know he will meet us. Now, you know, I do so many things. I get, I'm getting ready to go to Pakistan, and we're expecting a half a million people, and we have day-long teaching, you know, for leaders and so on. That is a big deal. That's very expensive for me. It's like $150,000, but I reach over uh, a half a million people, maybe a million, because I have two different services, and I have a day-long thing. Now, how does God meet that need? He has a golden pot of manna for you. Put your hand on your heart. Say, he has a golden pot of manna for me. Okay, so the first time I did a meeting in Pakistan, 
uh, and this would be in the 90s, I didn't have enough money. I was lacking $30,000. And so I have to stop on the way in Indonesia, and I'm sitting in a hotel lobby because they're going to pick me up to take me to the airport. And some businessman was sitting there, and I wasn't anticipating him. He wasn't me. And so he said to me, what are you doing? I said, well, I'm going to Pakistan to do a meeting. Really? He said, well, how much money do you lack? I thought, you don't even know me. What are you asking? It's such a private question. I said, well, we're lacking 30000 He Now, this is the truth. Put my hand on my heart. He opened his briefcase and said, well, you're not now, and pulled out $30,000. That's the golden pot of manna that's in covenant for you. But then there's Aaron's rod that budded. That's a very important one because that shows ministry. Everybody say ministry. And so what does he put in the body? Apostles, prophets, evangelists, pastors, teachers. What? For the perfecting of the saints, for the work of their ministry. That's very important. And folks, I, I love your pastors. Their vision is out of this world. And you are very blessed to have leadership like you have. Trust me. Trust me. But let me say this to you. If you aren't in a church, don't get mad at me now. Put your hand on your heart. Say, I promise I won't get mad. You're too sweet. If you're not a pastor, you must have a pastor. Amen? Aren't you glad? You're just going to stay sweet in it all. Amen. And so these are key for us. So our first one, we come through the door of the blood of Jesus. Our second piece of furniture, oh my goodness, we have the washing of the water of the word. The third in the soul area, we have the mind of Christ. Oh, and that our face, our emotions are before him. We surrender our will to him, and then we go into the holy of holies, and this is our spirit man. So our body, our, what's the next one? Did you forget? Would you talk a little louder? Soul and our spirit, he makes whole. Would you give them a hand? <laughs> I so appreciate them. Thank you. Now, before you leave today, be sure you get the set. Be sure you get it. Now, people, buy two sets. We give candy to people. We make them fat. We give flowers to them, they wilt. Give them God's word and change their lives. Amen? So give them gifts that provoke them to walk and live in Jesus. Then I have another book with me called Signs in the Heavens. You may have seen me teach this recently on Daystar. But this book I wrote a long time ago, and basically it's on the Zodiac. Did you know the Zodiac tells the story of Jesus? Did you know Job... There's been no books written. He named stars, Arcturus, Orion, Pleiades, the bear, which are all names. He knew about the blood sacrifice. He knew about the resurrection. He knew about the mediator. How did he know it? The heavens declare his glory. So this is a good book to get for yourself. 
but to pass on to people who read their horoscopes, say yuck three times. Yuck, yuck, yuck. So those are available back there. Now, I have been in 132 countries. But this year, I'll get to go to some new ones because this year I think I'll get to go to New Zealand and some new places. And people say to me, good night, Marilyn, you're 85, aren't you going to retire? I said, I am retired. No, you're not retired, you travel all the time. I said, retiring is doing what you like. I'm doing what I like. I get to come to rest. <laughs> now, that's so key. But you say, how did you get into this kind of thing? And I got in when I invited Jesus into my heart. Now, I went to Sunday school. I knew about God. I knew about Jesus. I didn't know you could have him inside. And I went to a youth camp, and they told us, how you could have Jesus come inside. You could be born again. Now, I knew of him out here, but then I got him in here. I was 16. I'm 85. Do you think I've had a supernatural life? Do you think I have eternal life? Do you think that's the best decision I ever made? Oh, how many of you, you have Jesus in your heart? Wave at me. Say, I'm going to heaven. Amen. Now, maybe you're here and you say, you know, I need to recommit my life. I'm just kind of out of sync. I'm a little sloppy. You've taught on prayer, but I just need to recommit my life. You know, let Jesus be fresh to you. He's fresh to me. How many of you say, I just need to recommit my life? Would you put your hand up really high? Because I get to pray with you. And that's a great honor for me. You have your hand up, that's so good. Now, would you just stand up so I can see you? And my sight is not bad, but I'd like to see you. Just stand up, stand up. I see you in the balcony, don't sit down. That's wonderful, wonderful. Now, maybe you're here, you say, I don't ever know if I invited Jesus in. Just stand up with him. Now, I want, everyone to stand up. You're going to help me. You're going to be my team. Amen? Okay. I want you to do something. I want you to turn to the person on your right, even if you know what they'll say, and say, do you need to raise your hand? I'd like to be here to help you. Turn to the right. Say it now. Turn to the left. You say, well, I'm married to them. That's okay. Say it to them. Do you need to put your hand up? And just put your hand up. Yes, we need some tender, loving care and help. So I want everyone who raised your hand, would you come right up here? I get to pray with you. What a treat. So just slip out, come right up here, bring anybody up with you. Come out of the balcony, we're not in a hurry. This is a key time. So just come up here. That's so good, so good. Keep clapping, keep clapping. This is your fruit, Resurrection Life. This is your fruit. Keep clapping, keep clapping. Awesome, awesome, awesome. Keep clapping, keep clapping. 
Really, really good. Really good. Really good. So help me with people in the balcony. Yes, keep clapping. Let's believe God for people. Let's welcome them. Man, this is a dynamite time. Just imagine eternal decisions being met, people recommitting, people receiving Jesus. How am I doing with the balcony? Did I get them yet? Are they coming? Okay, okay. We're not in a hurry. This is too important, right? Woo! Here they come. Clap, whistle, stomp, get excited. Heaven is having a party. Woo! Heaven is having a party. Amen. Amen. Good. Now, do I see some more? Clap some more. Clap some more. Woo! Awesome, God. Awesome, awesome, awesome. Thank you, Jesus. Now, everyone out there, extend your hand. This church is a family. So, you know, you're welcome into God's family, into this church's family, too. So everyone pray with me. Say, Father, you love me. You have a wonderful plan for my life. You have a divine destiny with my name on it. This morning, I repent of all my sins. I have faith in the blood of Jesus to cleanse me from all sin. Jesus, come into my heart and be Lord of my life. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Thank you for listening to this series. For more information, call 616-534-4923 or visit us at reslife.org.